0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligieri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and
1: welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligieri, along with Francis Beck and Frank Wolf of WNY Athletics. Uh, let's see, Roger, he's home. Uh, I guess the road's uh, not too good out there in the in the Boston area. So hopefully, Roger is staying warm and safe at home. Uh, Tom Prince is out on uh, on a I don't know, kind of like a recruiting trip or something like that. Uh, Taking a look at uh, some schools for his son, and so you have us this morning. Derek Kramer producing, and we are going to be talking hockey this morning. And the guys are going to get us uh, up to speed as to what's going on with Fed hockey. Good morning, guys. Good morning, morning, y'all. <laughs> All right, I need I needed that. <laughs> How you guys doing? Nice and warm. Good. Driveway that's, shoveled. That's a good thing. Yeah. I don't plan on doing anything after uh Nick's got a basketball game after the show, so I gotta race out of here. But after that I don't wanna know nothing. I just <laughs> wanna barricade myself, uh in my chair and, and hunker down until Monday
0: morning. Start a fire crack, open a bottle.
1: Do something. I just relax, coffee whatever. So uh Hopefully everybody stays warm and uh, and has a great weekend. News and notes, gentlemen. Francis.
2: All right. Well, we'll start off in Frontier. Olivia Weller can, um, committed to Edinburgh to play softball for educate for you know for his education as well. And in girls hockey, the flop won the first seed in the uh, girls hockey sectional playoffs. And defenseman Brooke Becker tallied her 100th high school career point. Uh, and then the big news this week was an NT. They hired Matt Cook as their new athletic director.
1: Cool.
0: Well, last night O'Hara continued their winning streak by defeating St. Joe's. But uh, what stuck out with me after, during that game was at halftime that they announced uh, that St. Joe's and O'Hara will award a scholarship. Uh, to a student from each school in memory of former coach Tim Direk, and I thought that was awesome
1: that is pretty cool,
0: so that was that's my news and notes i'm going to end it with a good note right there.
1: I like that well, Roger sent me one. he wanted me to mention this, and let's see um will north february at will North February eighth they have sports wall of honor induction ceremony it's north's fiftieth year. And they are inducting one player or coach from each decade. And Corinne Genovese was chosen for her decade. It's Friday night, 6 o'clock, catered to reception. 7 o'clock, introduction of honorees prior to the boys' varsity game at 7.15. And they have a formal uh, induction ceremony.
0: There is also the dual meets going on in Syracuse right now. Matt O'Rourke from WNY Athletics is there if you want to give him a follow. Uh, yeah, he's work. got a
2: live blog that I think we're we're gonna share to the Inside High School Sports Facebook page, so you can follow along. Uh, three teams in action: yeah. right?
0: Niagara Wheatfield, Falcon. and Niagara Wheatfield got the
2: at-large bid, right?
0: They got something. Yeah, I yeah,
2: know yeah because because of the, the
0: weather
1: last week, it was canceled, and then there was some uh, confusion as whether they would get an at-large bid, and they did.
0: That was kind of a crazy ordeal that they had to cancel in Lancaster. We got way more snow. Last night than we did a week ago. I mean, last week, I don't know, I guess I'm on the side of everyone else that we kind of
1: jumped the uh, jumped gun, the gun on that yeah.
0: one. Jumped the gun in cancellation. I mean, better safe than sorry, yeah. I understand that. But, sure. You know, we're um, just a little crazy. I did see that Clarence Borderwall with Lancaster last week, that Mackenzie Riley kid, um, wrestling a two fifteen. He was Clarence out. won. Clarence won because of this kid. He was like 8-22 and on the year... Didn't have a great record. He's a senior, um, but he pulls off a major upset. He'd be a kid named Cody. Uh, I'm forgetting the kid's last name, but this kid had a record of 25-11 and or just lopsided records, and he pinned him for the win. So it was a huge win for Clarence and definitely my athlete of the week right there, Mackenzie Raleigh from Clarence.
1: How about this? So last week we were talking about bowling, if you recall. And uh, congratulations going out to Lockport, 8th grader David Adams, who had a 672 set. But get this, he rolled a 300. <laughs> Outstanding. So congratulations, uh, uh, David Adams, an 8th grader, rolling a 300. In fact. Last night I was watching the guys at uh, bowling. I go on Friday nights, and one of the guys I coach with uh, is uh, Foley's Pub team. They bowl every Friday, so we're over there. And on the lane next to us, this uh, Montani, I think I want to say his last name was, rolled his first eight oh two set. He had a high two eighty. Oh, my God, (laughs) have a night. So some serious serious bowling going on. Well, it's time for our G&G Fitness uh, Coach of the Week. Each week we nominate a coach and we select a coach for the G&G Fitness uh, Coach of the Week. And congratulations to Kyle Prey. Kenmore East Hockey for upsetting number one ranked Kenmore West this past week. And if you want to nominate a coach, go to livefit.com. That's all one word. Livefit.com for your, uh, to nominate a coach for G and G Fitness Coach of the Week. Congratulations to Kyle Prey. All right, guys. We're well, speaking of hockey. That's what we are going to talk about. And that's boys hockey. Let's get going here. Uh, start off with Monsignor Martin, is it uh, same old, same old St. Joe's running away with the pack?
0: Well, you know, they were last year until they met up with St. Mary's in the finals at KeyBank Center, and it was St. Mary's first year in the Fed, or first year back in the Fed, I should say, and uh, St. Mary's uh, prevailed. Uh, Joe's got a little bit of uh, revenge this year. They beat him 4-0 earlier in the season, but St. Mary's is still playing some pretty good hockey. They've had a couple of losses here and there. Uh, at 5-4-2-1, but definitely a team to watch out for. Goaltender Kyle Korolewski, uh Brandon Krawczyk, uh, excellent players. The Mangan uh, brothers are playing very well. Um, I like uh, St. Mary's. I like uh, the way Canisius played. Canisius is at 9-3-0 and in league play, and then St. Joe's, of course, 10-0-2. Uh, Timon started out playing pretty well.
2: Well, they, they still are. They just haven't been able to... Put it together in their Monsignor Martin games, which they've been they've been dominating the small schools. They're one of the top teams, taking it to everybody there. But just unfortunately, in their big games that count towards the playoffs, they just haven't been able to pull out a win.
0: But that's really all where it matters. I mean, I and yeah. I've talked to all those um, coaches of the private schools. You know, yeah, you beat North to today, great, awesome. But does it really matter? Because you got to worry about St. Francis, you got to worry about Canisius, and that's where Timmons struggled in their Monsignor Martin games, like you said. Um so it's all well and great that you're beating these division two II and three public teams, but at the end of the day you're gonna be judged on how you finish. Well you gotta Catholic you gotta schools.
1: think about who you're gonna line up against once the playoffs starts. Who what's a favorable matchup. You don't want to be uh that team that's one and done.
0: No, and uh I mean they just played Saint Joe's and lost eight nothing. Uh that was a tough one for Ouch. them. Uh, so uh but they're a much tougher team than that. Much better team than what they showed against Saint Joe's uh, they do have players there. They they absolutely have some players there, and some solid goaltending. So I mean, I like Tymon, uh too. I love St. Francis. Uh, the Red Raiders have put a very good season together thus far. in right now, um, their lead league record shows that they're ten and one, but uh, you know ten three overall. Am I looking at this right? Yeah. Unless you guys. Screwed that's, up their fed, that's their fed. Yes, their
2: fed record. Yes, yeah. their fed
0: record. Yeah, right now. Um, they've got a couple of tough games coming up uh, with Kenmore East that they're going to push them, and then they finish off at West Seneca West on F- February eighth. That is going to be a real t- tough test for them. But at the end of the day, it's the record against these uh, Monsignor Martin teams. St. Francis beat them five to two on Martin Luther King Day.
1: Well, you still have, you know, if I'm not mistaken, we have. Uh, uh, I don't know. The playoffs is kind of weird for ho- with hockey because they, even though they're in the Fed, they still do their own thing. Uh, that leads to states, right?
2: Yeah, they what they do is they um, only count one game. You face uh, each of the other Catholic schools once, and um, for the larger schools, if you're in the same division, they only count your second game. But for Time and they played everybody, all the other Catholic schools once, and they've unfortunately fallen in those games uh, for them. But they've dominated otherwise. When I look at this, this Monsignor Martin group, this is the strongest it's been in years for the Catholics. I think... Um, you know, Roger says that Coach Mike Malati from Real North Football says there's no weak sisters in AA. That's how I think about the Catholic schools this year. Even Timon is a really good team, and they've been really taking it to the Catholic schools this year. Um, Canisius and St. Joe's are hot in that Division One. I think St. Mary's might be third. They've been dominating the public schools this year, yeah, they
0: haven't taken it to the Catholic schools. They've dominated the public schools, but they're not dominating. The, the Catholic
2: schools are dominating the public schools this year. Okay, that's I what I'm you're saying. Referring to timing. This year, as, yes.
0: Okay, the Catholic schools are dominating the public schools. Yes, no question about that. Um, but you know, that that that's you know, you got St. Joe's. They're a powerhouse. They've got seven or eight hockey teams. They're a hockey school. When you look at it, of course, they're going to put their best players on. Unfed.
1: And Coach crozier gets the best out, and you know maximizes the talent that he has. Does a usually can job. he has multiple goaltenders that that he can rely on, uh, guys that can put the puck in the net as well as, as, well as strong defense. Yeah. Yeah. They're
2: so balanced this year. As That's well. they it. Have, they have about ten guys who are have double digit points this year. They have two goalies who almost are at a goal against average. You know you. They're just hard to stop. There's no stopping their top line. They have another two, three lines to throw at you.
0: Yeah, and just getting back to timing real quick, some of their better players, Sean McCarthy, uh John Glasgow, the uh Jake Blighty, and of course Fergie Gold, uh the, the uh defenseman is having a fantastic season. Um all those guys have made uh our player of the week or made our uh weekly top performers at one point or another. So yeah, I mean, uh, Tymon hasn't done a great job in terms of beating schools on the Monsignor Martin, which is how they're ultimately judged, but they are going to be a team to reckon with once the playoffs start. And uh, St. Francis has is, is had a pretty good season as well uh, to date. Uh, again, they, they're coming off that win over uh, Tymon on Monday, which was a big win for them. They have uh, they have some good players there too, Francis, and very good goaltending Uh on uh, St. Francis, the Red Raiders,
1: and they're another school, multiple teams. By the way, they also have that prep. Uh, they have the. the yeah, prep this team. is their JV team. That's you know.
0: Eh, I wouldn't say that anymore. I, I really wouldn't. There, there are kids. There are a number of good players there that could play with anybody. You know, Ryan Fitch, uh, Pierce Green, very good players. Their goaltending, like I said before, has been very good. Um, you know, Mitch Taylor, Brendan Janick. They they've been they've gotten the job done. So, I mean, St. Francis could be a team you can't not count out. Where in years past, maybe you could. This year with St. Francis, I don't think you can. Uh, they played Canisius very tough at Buff State not too long ago uh, to a tie. But they still got some – they definitely could compete for Monsignor Martin. Canisius and Joe's play tomorrow uh, at Buff State. That could say a lot about uh, who's going to end up where. That's a big game for both clubs.
1: I imagine it'll be packed crowd <laughs> when they you lock hope, up. It seems like that.
0: You you would you would hope it's at Buff State, so they don't tend to pack them in over there. No matter who's playing, it's for whatever reason. Northtown and Harbor Center does a pretty good job at Buff State. The the gate really? isn't as good. No, I don't think well, so. Well, it's also
2: on a Sunday, which is kind of hard to get people out sometimes on a Sunday for games. That's true. Uh, yeah, there's he, nothing really going on, I mean, you got
0: there really isn't right now. There, there really isn't anything going. I mean, of course, we got a Super Bowl in two weeks. So there won't be any games, but you know, there's really no excuse for people not. If you want to see a really good high school hockey game tomorrow, well, Buff State's the place to be at one thirty. So, but Canisius has had a pretty good re- year so far nine and three league record. Um, they started off with a big win over Niagara Wheatfield this year. Um, they did lose um, to St. Joe's Monday a two one game. Francis, you were there. Um, weren't you, were you there last night? They just beat, uh, Niagara-Weedfield. Yeah, too. I just
2: talked to them last night. You know, they have a young team this year, only a couple seniors, and it's really, they're sophomores and juniors that are leading their scoring, and I was talking to them, they kind of felt it out for the first three shifts, which, uh, and you know, kind of see how they were, you know, it was a pretty even match, but they're hoping if they can be, start the game off strong, they can, you know, come out on top on Sunday, uh, but it'll be it'll be a game for the ages.
0: Yeah, and they do have an overtime win against uh, St. Mary's. Uh, St. Mary's recently did tie St. Joe's two two after losing a four nothing game to them. Uh, St. Mary's, you cannot count them out at all, especially after what happened last season. Um, their power play unit needs a little bit of work, I think. Believe it or not, they had a rough go of it on Monday. Um, putting the puck in the net on the power play. They had a two-man advantage, and uh, they couldn't score you got to capitalize on, on that. And you have to capitalize, but their goaltending, this Karoleski kid, is very, very good. Definitely one of the top goaltenders, and not just among the Monsignor Martin teams, but um, the Fed as a whole. Excellent goaltender. They play very good defense, and uh, Mike D'Antonio has been around. He's a good coach. His son plays. Um, they have these two kids, the Mangan brothers. Uh, they're from South Carolina, actually. Really? Okay. Well, they were they were born there, but their parents are originally from western New York, and oh, okay. the uh, father has a business down there, does very well, and he sent his boys back to uh, western New York, and they're at uh, St. Mary's, and they're playing very good. Very good, two brothers. Good to see them grow up together and, and play on the same team. But I think it will come down to St. Joe's and, and St. Mary's. Um to see who goes who uh,
1: yeah, representing state? the Catholics once we get to the states.
0: Yeah. Which which will be <clears> held <throat> here. Which will be held here.
1: Now, they'll still be in, in playoffs against the Fed teams, right?
2: No, they play against each other. It's the oh, against, Cop- So they'll
1: play against each tra- tra- I, th- I thought they played Fed, then they broke off and did their own thing and, and went off into uh, states.
2: They play the Fed in the regular season, but their playoffs are on their own. Okay.
1: And uh once again, when does the uh playoff starts for Fed and
0: Monsignor Martin? Valentine's Day. Okay. So I mean, I don't my wife's not gonna be happy with uh, <laughs> Mark DeFlippo on that one, but that's okay. Um I got some bonus points the last few weeks, saving up some time for that. So, you know, we'll be there. It kicks off on the fourteenth at the Northtown Center, and then they jump into Harbor Center. Um, the A key date would be the 24th of February. They'll, those games will be at Key Bank Center which the fir- with the first game beginning, I believe now at 2.30. Originally it was supposed to start earlier, but the Sabres are in town and we'll have the ice. Oh. So they won't be able to get on until uh, after 2 so. o'clock. So it's
2: returned to Super Sunday for a, the first yeah, yeah, yeah first time in years, is. I think. Yeah, yeah,
0: so they'll be there uh, at 2.30, and then I think 4.45 is the Catholic Championship. They're in the middle this year, so... Whoever makes it to KeyBank Center, they'll have the. Uh, that's always a big day. Oh yeah, and then Thursday the twenty first will be their um, their media day at the KeyBank Center atrium. So, so for people for the fans who just want
1: to go and watch, do they pay one price and they stay all day, or is it like in basketball at Buff State where you have to leave after a certain time and then have to come and then that's come a back good question.
0: In? I've uh, we've never <laughs> been on that side of it. <laughs> it's been a while since we we did that. Um, I was just curious. Yeah, we're gonna have to get a, a official from, ruling. Official ruling on that. We'll have the answer for you next week. Next. Saturday. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know? In years past, we've talked about. All right, is this the the year of the goalie? Is it the year of the forwards? Uh, what are we looking at this year? Because it just seems like some years it's, the scoring is right off the charts, and
2: other years it's the goalies that are are uh, making all the news. I guess it depends on I, I would say large schools probably the goalies but I'll, I'll say small schools it's probably the scorers especially you know at the top you know we had Kenmore West winning games I think they had like three games in a row where they had like double digit goals earlier early in the year uh, so I think it's a, it's really it's been the scoring uh Kenmore West has a lot of great forwards and they're we're starting to see some record breaking performances I've seen more than a few four goal performances both large and small school. We just had one the other night. Michael Sands had four goals for Timon. Wow. that was Yeah, that was last night. Um, yeah, I would say in the small schools it's the scoring.
1: All right, let's take a look at more of that when we come back from the break and take a look at some of the small schools around in and Fed and, and large schools as well. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligari here along with Francis Beck and Frank Wolf, WNY Athletics. We are talking about hockey. And, you know, hockey is such a huge sport in Western New York and it's uh, – People put a lot of time and a lot of effort into it, you know, your travel teams. Lots and of money. Lots and lots <laughs> of money. <laughs> We've talked about in the past, you know, the cost of skates and sticks. It's crazy nowadays. And not like the old days when, you know, you got your old $12 coho stick and you were all ready to go and your Bowers and... CCMs, whatever it was that uh, we used back then. So a lot different today. Now they show up with uh, tractor trailers full of equipment, much like the bowlers, <laughs> and uh, a lot involved. You know, it seems like hockey parents, they're all like uh, like baseball and softball parents, always on the go. But uh, do a great job of supporting hockey in the areas And of course, the uh, what the Pagulas have done in uh, helping promote uh, you know, not only youth and high school hockey, uh, it's tremendous. You know, this is a hockey town. There's no question about it.
0: I think it is. And there's a lot of good games today. A lot of good teams in action. I should say. West Seneca, West and Hamburg, puck drop at le- puck drop at 11:45 today. West Seneca East, Will South. If you go to the WNY Athletics scoreboard page, you'll see all the matchups. You can see where the games are, and and you know, St. Mary's Niagara. We tonight will be a really good one. Hamburg and Will East could be a very good one. That's a 4:45, I believe. That's at Northtown today. That that might be a really good. That's game. That's going to have a lot of playoff implications. Yeah. So Hamburg will East today could be a really good game. Will East uh, not as good as they were uh, three years ago, but they're starting to play much better, aren't they? They're finally healthy, Francis.
2: Yeah, they just got their full lineup last week Monday for the first time, and before that they were on. They had won like four of their last five games, and you know they just have scoring. And when you have a full lineup, you can not necessarily rest guys, but you don't have guys playing half the game. They can play more meaningful minutes, and they can start, and they put pucks in the net, and they're a scary team to watch out for uh, going in the rest of the season. Why don't you guys break down some of the small schools in the area? Who's making noise? Uh, well, we'll start at the top. They did change the format of the small schools real quick. Um, in the past, they would you know kind of do... Where the you know the top seed would be this division would be one division winner, and then they go back and forth the second and third. they kinda made it simpler this year. They took all the small schools in division three and they said, "You're playing everybody once instead of playing the people in your division twice, and then the um the division two winner gets the top seed, and division three winner gets the second seed, and everybody else is gonna be decided by points so Makes it a lot simpler to figure out.
1: Well, also to clarify for uh, our listeners that you know when we mention small schools, it's not always because of an, uh, enrollment that decides whether your uh, dictates whether you're a large school or small school. Some of it is competitiveness, and I remember uh, Niagara Falls competing in a uh, small school as they were just getting going. Uh, well, they're in the small program.
2: schools for the regular divi- well, during the regular season, or they face small schools, but in the playoffs, they're going to be facing the large schools. Okay,
1: so they go back to the large yeah okay
2: and they and get of, the last seed
0: and just so we're all clear everyone's understanding niagara falls and lockport are one program now is their first year playing together as a team in the fed and it's you know the record isn't great one eleven, but that's got to be one of the toughest coaching jobs of in all of high school sports when you're putting two rivals together in the same locker room now these kids they don't even travel together to get the practices and games you know, you got two buses. You meet at the locker room. There's no real bonding. So my hats off to the Lockport Niagara Falls coaching staff. You guys are up against a lot. You're working. You got a lot to work with there. Right. You're trying. You know, Lockport Niagara Falls. A lot of obstacles to overcome. Go to one of their basketball games. I mean, you got to have play during the day with armed security. Yeah. Now you get, you get these kids in the same locker room for hockey. It's it's just tough. So it's going to take a few years. But eventually I think those two programs will be able to start competing. Unless on a much they can start level.
1: getting numbers where they could go
0: back to being on their own. With Hyde Park and Niagara University, you would think Niagara Falls would be able to get more involvement in their high school with more hockey players. And the same thing with Lockport with the Cornerstone Arena and that's that should breed more hockey families. I would sure. Think. So who knows? Maybe they do go back to uh, separate schools. But for now this is what we have and it, it keeps two programs going. It Which keeps, is what
2: you want. You yeah, want the kids for the playing. Kids. So at the top of the small schools, we're going to start in Division Two. The race for the number one seed is between Kenmore West and West Seneca West. Uh, Kenmore West can clinch the top seed. They have to run the table, though. Uh, Wait a second. You just gonna dismiss Grand Island? Well, they're in, they're going for the two seed.
0: They're in getting... Division Three. Okay.
2: Did, didn't I just uh, right. the Division Two <laughs> team okay. is, right. winner gets the number? Two, number one seed Division three top public school team gets the number two Well
0: he said small schools So he didn't really care if it was two or three We're talking about small schools Well
2: I'm saying you can't go for They all
0: compete <laughs> together at the end of the day I gotta do, Grand we, we Island do can't be the number one seed office.
2: Because they're in the other division He that's wanted what you I'm... to
0: talk about the small schools Yeah you that's just, what I am You just totally disrespected the Vikings I, The Vikings are one of the best teams in the area are. I did not Alright sound like you did you can oh, have like a married couple. You can have that conversation with Don Prey. I'm not I, I stuck on I'm for explaining
2: him. the I'm explaining the playoff format. All right, format. Francis, continue. Right. <laughs> so the number 1 seed is is for the top public school team in Division 2. And that is right now it's pretty much between Kenmore West and West Seneca West. Uh, as I said, Kenmore West can clinch the top seed. They have to run the table though cuz they had a loss against Kenmore East earlier this week. And that includes, they have to beat Iroquois Alden on Sunday, and then they have a tough game to end their season against St. Francis next Saturday.
0: That might be why I'm a little bitter, because Ken West did lose to Ken East on Monday. Uh, that and the fact that you're sitting in Roger's chair, which is usually the troublemaker chair. <laughs> well, Seneca
2: West still has a chance to get it. They have 18 points with four games left. Um, they would need a Ken West loss and to run the table, which would be might be difficult for them in division three battling for the number two seed is grand island and star point. They just played each other last night, grand island won in regulation. So they now have 20 points with five games left. They can clinch that spot on Monday with either a win or a star point loss. They're both going to be in action Hyde park on Monday, uh, for number three and four. So we just go down the line for the rest of the seeds it's probably going to come down to the Indians and the Spartans. The two teams tied in their one matchup on January 4th. So it might come down if they're tied in the end in points to goal differential, which the Indians would take care of. Then we have an interesting race for five and nine. Uh, it's about a five-team race, West Seneca East, Williamsville East, Iroquois, Alden, Kenmoreys, and Hamburg. You have West Seneca East. You know, they're usually this high-flying team, but they've kind of had to play more chippy hockey, more blue-collar hockey, as they like to call it. Um, they currently have 13 points. They had a big overtime loss to West Seneca West this on earlier this week. Um, and then you have behind them is Williamsville East with 12 points. As we said, they've gotten hot as of late. Um, and they have a big game today against Hamburg, um, you know today, and then uh, behind them you have Iroquois Alden with twelve points. They started out the season really well. This is their first team. This is their first year in the Fed. Brand new team. Uh, they've kind of teetered off the past few weeks. They're going to try to still compete. And then behind them you have Kenmore East, who obviously came up with that win over their rivals West. Uh, they um, have been coming on hot as of late. They. I have a nice mix of you know senior defensemen with younger forwards who can score. And this team, if they get hot, they're going to be an issue. And going into next year, if they're able to get you know upset playoff win, they're going to have a lot of momentum going in the next season. And then you have Hamburg, eleven points, started out strong, but they've kind of teared off. Um, I think the game to keep your eye on. Uh, February 10th to end of the season, while Seneca East plays Williamsville East at the Harbor Center. That game might decide the fifth seed. And between five and nine, you're talking about the difference between getting a bye and playing in that first round before the quarterfinals. Outside
1: of getting, you know, playing for the bye, it really doesn't matter what seed you are because, you know, you don't have home ice. You know it's depending on where you know, you' play wherever they think they...
0: everything's gonna be pretty much at harbor Center with harbor center or north town, of, maybe one or two days you're at you're at uh, northtown, but for the most yeah part, so you're outside at of, outside
1: of the bye, there's really it doesn't make a difference right yeah and your matchup, i guess it yeah would, who i mean you're gonna, if you're gonna go far, you gotta beat somebody anyway, so
2: yeah, go ahead um. Yeah, that's that's kind of the teams in in the small schools. Uh, the players I think to watch is you have Ethan Yotter, who I believe is assist away from the school record of sixty nine assists. I know you got that the other night, right?
0: I didn't get the assist.
2: No, no, no. You had the you got the information.
0: <laughs> yes, he was at sixty seven, and I believe he needs to get to sixty nine to tie the school record.
2: Yeah, so he's been having a great year. He leads the small schools with 33 points overall. Uh, Jason Melanson from Lingsville East has has come up the um, statistics. He has 32 points behind him. As I mentioned, the high-scoring Blue Devils, uh, Michael Barker and Cam Crozier have been lighting it up as well with 29 and 28 points, respectively. And we have West, West Seneca West, Chase Chadowski, Billy Coughlin right behind there. A lot of scoring in these small schools. A lot of guys uh, who are able to both put the puck in the net and pass it
0: off. Yeah, To me, in, in the small schools... I believe it, you know, Star Point is a wild card for me because I haven't seen them play enough, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Again, they're new to the year. Fed, too. They're, they're new to they're the they're team here. a few years they're, ago. They're awful good. Um, I really like the Grand Island team. You know, I do like Ken West, even with the hiccup Monday. Uh, and I also like this West Seneca West team. It's going to come down to goaltending. All three of those teams have exceptional top lines. And I, they all have their own French connection. So it's going
1: to come down to goaltending,
2: who's hot that day. Well, the other thing you is... Who can play. You know, yeah.
0: I, I want to make sure these kids are there because some of these kids do play on their travel teams, and they have to pick and choose. You know, am I going to go play Fed today, or am I going to go play up in this tournament? I thought and, the
1: travel, ha- unfortunately, would take priority from what I'm told.
0: Depends on the travel that If coach. They have their t- the
1: decision whether they're going to play for the Fed or the travel, and in most cases, they're going to pick the travel team. That's a travesty.
2: Yeah. Well, the other thing that's important now because we have so many strong teams in the smalls. We actually get an extra bid because we got a wild card. That for was this. a sore
0: subject last year at uh, Harbor Center <laughs> because uh, the chairman marked a flip. But last year, we had the at-large bid, which is how Sweet Home snuck in. And this year we'll have the uh, the same scenario. We're not sure who's going to get it at this point, but there is a good chance that Section Six will have two teams playing in Harbor Center for the state title on the small school side, and that's just awesome for us. Sure, but you know it's going to be another seven years before we have that luxury again. I believe seven years, six seven years. <laughs> but you know, like I was saying, you know, Ken at Grand Island, you got to watch out for this Dylan Russo, Tyler Hunt, Ch- Josh Conte line Those three guys when they get going. Are every bit as good as any other line that that play in the Fed, and I'm not just talking small school, large school. I'm talking, You're talking about everybody. I'm talking everybody. They're, that line is one of the top lines in Western New York when they're going.
2: And that team won a JV state championship last year, so they have a lot of talent. Coming in from that team, so they'll be poised to make a run. I personally, they did beat Kemmer West. So I even though the seedings are gonna put them number two, I think they are the top small school going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Grand Island, you think? Grand Island, yeah.
0: What do you what's your take on Star Point?
2: Star Point? they have a lot of ties. That's how they've gone in there. Um impressive ties with Sonica West. Uh they're a team that can score a lot, but their goalie their goaltending has been suspect. So it'll be I think it'll depend on if they're goaltending if they figured that out. They're gonna be a scary team. They uh you know scored late against Grand Island and almost pulled that one out. And uh but it's been their scoring Brandon Dewey and Max Capella who've really uh pulled them forward.
0: And I do like those top those four teams, but Will East and Kenmore East may surprise somebody. And that's why it doesn't really matter who gets the buy, who doesn't get the buy. When you get into the playoffs, everyone gets a fresh sheet of, you know, the, throw the records out. You know, it depends on who's playing the hottest, when and right. where. And Ken Maurice is starting to play really well, and Williams East is playing really well right now. And I have a feeling that they're going to have something to say about it when it's all said and done.
1: All right, guys, take a break. We'll come back, look at the large schools, and you guys can get us, get us uh – caught up to where we are with the large schools don't forget sports talk saturday is after us at 11 o'clock keep it locked here on wgr sports radio 550 we're back one last segment of inside high school sports and then i gotta scoot out of here head over to niagara falls high school where uh, the 79th Street School. They're playing Niagara Street School, so uh, go watch my son play. We have a lot of fun at these games. A lot of the dads and I that I know from football <laughs> sit around joking. It's a real good time, and the kids are having a blast. That's what's important.
0: I'm going home to watch the G.I. Joes versus the Weebos or the Weeblows or whatever my son plays with in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> you got to the, Thomas love the, the trains, kids' programs. The Thomas the Trains versus the Lincoln Logs, whatever he's going to do. There you go. Today.
1: All right, guys, we're talking hockey, and uh, before the break, we were mentioning the small schools. Let's get into the large schools
2: and uh, lay it on us, Francis. This race is as close as it's ever been. You have a five-team race, and any of them could get that top spot in large schools. Uh, Will North is currently at the top with 13 points, and it, like, Fields at the bottom of it with 10 points. So, really neck and neck as close as you can get it. Um, you know, we have Orchard Park who came into the new year 2019 on a six game losing streak, and then they get back to back wins, and suddenly they're in the thick of things. You had, uh, Zachary Mecca, back to back, uh, Patricks over Frontier and over niagara Wefield, they're a really hot team right now because of this darn snow that came in yesterday. The game I was really looking forward to last night was Will North Orchard Park, but unfortunately that was canceled. I personally, as close as this looks, looking at these teams, I think it's going to come down to either Will North or Orchard Park for probably that top spot, and I think everybody else is just going to be how it shakes out with the points and the um, head-to-head and goal differential. Bob
1: Rosen is so consistent with Williamsville North, so it's no surprise where they are.
2: Well, they're a young team this year, and you know they've had a lot of growing pains this year. They're getting through. They've been uh, very inconsistent. So I think it's you know he's been saying you know one game you you think they're never going to lose again. Next game you think they're never going to win again. So it's going to be about this team. They just need to be consistent. You know, chip at pucks, block shots, and I think they're going to be okay. You can never count a, a guy like Bob Rosen out no. going into the playoffs. I'll
0: say this about Division One, and I know earlier we had said, and I think we're in agreement that the Catholic schools have really done a number on the public schools this year, but our public schools are going to be so prepared for playoffs it won't even be funny. Not just whoever comes out of Section 6 is going to be a force to be reckoned going to be battle-tested. For, absolutely. This is... I know Coach Crozier says this a lot, but Western New York, Section 6, uh, and the Martin C. Martin, our Fed Hockey League might be the best in all of the state, and, and I agree with him. You know, you talk niagara Weefield might not be having the best of years. I don't care if it's niagara Wefield, Clarence, Orchard Park, Lancaster, whoever comes out of the large schools in Western New York is going to be ready to take on five and, dare I say, three, but they're going to be tough, and whoever's coming up to Buffalo... If we make it, I'll tell you what, you are going to have one hell of a team to play against. They will be ready. And, and they, we, they've all got good goaltending. They've all got very good goaltending. It's true. The Catholic schools are, have done a number on them. But our goaltending in the large schools from Wheatfield all the way up to Will North has been exceptional, I think. Cool. And we did well when our
2: teams have gone down, downstate in that Mount Vernon tournament. Our team's won more games, so that's very a, interesting.
0: you bring that up, we did. We did a number on them. Yeah, so we did pretty my buddy well. Trav against the Jackson. Jackson is listening down in section <laughs> one. You guys coming up to Buffalo? You better be ready. <laughs> you better be ready, Trav. <laughs> All right, go
2: ahead. Continue. Uh, so yeah, you have – and you. So it's going to come down really to fine points, probably a lot of tiebreakers, and uh, you know it might come down to head-to-head competition, even goal differential. I have an Excel spreadsheet in my uh, in my computer right now. As you can see, that it's all color coded. That I keep up after every game with all the tiebreakers and doesn't everything doesn't help our listeners though. you right
0: could <laughs> burn that thing at the end of this. After today, you might want to throw that thing out. It could change up. Oh, sure, no, I should change it. That's why. Wow. I That's why it. You got the color coding.
2: <laughs> um, we'll go to uh, talk about some of the players. I said Zach Mecca from Orchard Park. A strong year. Um, Niger Wheatfield's been getting scoring from Cam King and Chris Cattatore. Uh, Cattatore, re- it's Armand's grandson. Uh, we talked about St. Joe's, Mitch Fulker, leading uh, with 23 points. He has five power play goals. Um, you also have Jack Kingsman from Orchard Park. Um, Canisius has a lot of young scoring, as I mentioned earlier. Sammy Nichols, Jaden Riley. um, and Will North's just kind of been plugging along. They don't have a ton of scoring. Jeff Cummings is big for them, but they just been winning a lot of close games Mac and Ward's defensive got battles. 10 goals for them. Who
0: Mac Ward's got ten goals for them? Yeah, Will North. So Jacob, I can't. We're gonna butcher this kid. This poor kid's name. Okulowitz. He's another one from Will North that's having a pretty good season.
2: Yeah, or fourteen Max points. Richter, you
0: mentioned? Did you mention Max Richter's name? Oh, that's
2: right. Max Richter yeah, from well, Lancaster. He's having a
0: pretty good year. So, we like I said, Division One. Take the, the our public schools out of it. We are we're going to be ready for whoever Section Three or Section Five throws at us. We'll be ready.
1: You mentioned in goalies and how uh, everybody in Division One is set in goalies. Who are some of the uh, top goalies? Some of the best goals against average. Um.
2: I think you got to start at St. Joe's, Trevor Galante, 0.67 goals against average, Man. 97% save percentage it's with over 300 minutes in goal. He's been wow. top notch. Um,
0: well, it depends. I mean, every team has got two or three goalies. Now, you mentioned those kids from Joe's, but, you know, I mean, look at Will North. You got that, the uh, Braun, Sanders, Wolfson, niagara Weefield. You got Dylan Woods or Peyton Sigmund. Uh, Lancaster's got uh, Matt Lakowski, Ruffner, Hahn. They've all got really good goalies. One of my favorites, Matt Binkowski from Clarence. You know, another very good goalie. Are the so.
1: numbers similar? Are they all pretty close as far as save percentage and uh, s- stuff like that? I mean, or, or do we have this St. Joe's kid
2: just running away with it from a goaltender They've i have got two point. goalies there. I would say there's used. about more than half of the goalies are over 90% save percentage. So, looking at the stats here. So, I would say, you know, we have a pretty good uh you know, pretty good goalies here who can stop shots. Or do you have to give some
1: kudos to the defensemen out there? Because obviously it's Certainly. not the goalie doing it all by himself. You got to have defense. Certainly. Um, who are some of the top uh, defensemen?
0: Well, <laughs> in Division One or yeah, all throughout. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, yeah. Kanesius has got a couple of really good defensemen. Sammy, his name is escaping me, but there's a lot. <sighs> You're catching us off guard again.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I was just curious. But,
0: no, there's a number of good defensemen up and down. Um, Division One, Division Two. Ryan Hahn from Kenmore East is a very good defenseman. Yeah, he looks like varsity. Zidane Ocharo compared to the rest of his team. he played five years on that team?
2: He might have. He could be, I think yeah. he's
0: played since he was in eighth grade because he was, I'm pretty sure he was on that state championship team. Uh, very underrated defenseman. Uh, I know Ke- uh, West Seneca East has a kid that they called up uh, that's playing this year that uh whose name escapes me but he's another very good um uh, Hunter Kashuba I believe his name is you know he's another really good defenseman at West Seneca East Mhm You going to throw out a name
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right before we wrap it up guys and and, and call it a day again key dates Coming up, uh, last regular season game, and then uh, media day and things like that.
0: That's the 21st at Key Bank Center, media Media day. Okay. And then uh, sectionals is the 24th at Key Bank Center, the afternoon games. It'll be th- six of the best teams you'll see in the state.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, next week we'll get into girls hockey, get you, uh, caught up as line up the playoffs there. And then I think after that, I take a look at girls basketball and then we'll have center court
2: back in studio as we are. Uh, the this day of the, last of the regular season right i mean yeah now we're coming back for post seasons for all the sports and winter sports
1: goes by so fast it seems and it's a good thing because it gets us through winter and <laughs> you know next thing you know we're talking uh baseball softball and and lacrosse and the weather starts getting better and I start feeling better when it's like that. But, uh, guys, thank you very much for getting us up to date on uh, Fed Hockey and Monsignor Martin. Uh, thanks to Derek Kramer. Sal Capaccio's next with Sports Talk Saturday. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Okay, picture this.
2: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.